you were going to set a goal in your immediate intelligence, what would that be? Effective intelligence. What would that be? Acceleration intelligence. What would that be? Powerhouse intelligence. Sustainable intelligence. What could that look like for you? And if you thought of that as an ecosystem and that was the data you're putting in and and you were exercising your human intelligence, what would that look like? How would that benefit what you're doing and who you are as a leader and then what you bring to the table? Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale, and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. Firstly, I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being an amazing listener who is taking time out to listen to the Global Human Intelligence podcast. This has been one of my joys this year of getting it out to you. And, you know, one of the things that was really difficult when I was traveling the world was I was literally having these amazing conversations with phenomenal humans. And that's the thing that I realized was there are humans that are just amazing across the globe. And I was having those conversations, but you were not a part of them. And now being able to do this podcast has meant that I can open that door up so you can be a part of that conversation. And then not only that, for me, this particular podcast has allowed me to be able to get a little bit deeper into my thinking around it. And that is what this podcast is today, is if you listen to the last one here on the Global Human Intelligence podcast, you would have heard Brian, who did a phenomenal keynote speaking at our Global Human Intelligence Forum, And he spoke a lot around bringing religious thinking and values into the workplace, which is not something that has tended to be part of the conversation. And yet it's very much part of many of our lives, myself included. And we will talk about that a little bit as we go on, because I think it's a really important conversation to have. So kind of like let's let's be open minded today to going maybe it's not something i think about maybe it's something i've not wanted to think about or maybe i've just been totally sort of you talk about religion and i walk the other way can i just say for a moment there are many topics many topics that each one of us speak about that you know, might be really important to you, 
but maybe not so important to other people. And in the same way, something that is really important to someone else might not be something that's important to you, but if you truly want to understand the human race and all it brings and all the beauty it brings, then this is an opportunity for you to look through a different lens and see a different perspective and to really embrace the fact that we're not all the same and that we bring different distinctions to the table. So today's podcast is looking at, reflecting on what A couple of things that Brian has said, and then also then going into some insights of my own. And then, of course, always there's going to be some actions you can take. So you're ready? Are you ready for another great podcast? And by the way, I know you're listening because I'm looking at the data to see who's listening and where you're from. Our Americans are winning out, by the way. They are our biggest listeners here on this podcast. Please write a review. And if you don't have time, just at least give us a five-star rating. It's important because here's the thing, and this is the biggest thing of anything that is new, is it's not that we don't know what we're talking about. It's not that, you know, what we're saying is not important, When you're doing something new, when you're pioneering a different thinking, a different maybe construct that most are not used to, then the hardest thing is getting the word out. And the only way we're going to get this word out, the only way others are going to begin to listen and think of this as maybe a different lens in which they can use at their table, then this means that it's going to take you and I to be able to do that. So is that okay? Can you write a review? Please make it an awesome one. But of course, I really do want to know what it is that you're liking. What is it you're not liking? What is it you'd love to see more of? What is it that, you know, are there questions that have already come up? Okay, we've got that bit out of the way. And let's just think about, I remember Brian in his speech talking about the present, the past, and how that's kind of brought division across. And I think it's even brought more now that in a lot of ways, we live in an age where there is just continuous information, but it's not necessarily information of what was. It's about what is now and what are priorities to people in the now. And I think that there's a danger anytime that you remove a history or a experience or a thinking and don't listen to where that has come from, what that was about and why that was put in place, then there's a huge part of the foundational or the fundamentals or the principles in which something has been built on. So I think there is definitely a place, anyone that says that we shouldn't focus on the past, I think there is that our focus doesn't remain on the past. And, I, you know, for anyone that knows me in my world, you know I'm such a future thinker in what I do. And in a lot of ways, that's what's really hard for those that come into my world go, you're so far in your forward, in your thinking. But I think because I've got data to base on that has come from the past, that gives us patterns to start thinking about and then realizing maybe there's some patterns we want to disrupt. Okay, so 
I think there's a lot from the past that has been brought into the now, which, by the way, very important to focus on the now, but not so much that we then build out on the now that then creates problems or we're building out things that are not beneficial for the future. And I think that's the piece that many are really good at looking at the past, looking at the present, looking maybe at the future, but not looking at it at a big bird's eye view. And I think this is where the this particular podcast, the global human intelligence thinking is going, it's not just about an individual thinking. It's not just about those in your community, your industry, your collective that you're involved in, your sphere of influence, but it's about the global space thinking. And that means that we come in with all of those pieces and we take it on board and we start diving in and figuring out what are the pieces we're going to keep taking in our world. What is that going to look like? What is going to be adding value to not just you, me, but all of us across the globe? And I think that's the exciting piece, but it's also the difficult piece in many situations because the past can bring some hurt, some pain, some systems into play or constructs into play that are not going to be helpful for the present let alone for the future. And I think that is where division can absolutely happen at extreme pace and extreme segregation start to be play, put in play. And, you know, we're seeing that in so many ways in what is happening across the globe, even through a pandemic. You know, we have, and I'm going to, I'm just going to say it, we have a a world of division right now with those that are vaxxed and those that are non-vaxxed. And yet reality is whichever side, and there shouldn't be a side, by the way, because it's a human decision to whether you choose to be vaxxed or not vaxxed. But understand, sometimes when we make a decision that there are consequences on whatever that decision is, whether it is for or against, whether it's, what you've chosen versus what a collective might and how that is the impact on the collective. So, you know, I think it's less about you're on this side, you're on that side, and more about what is the impact of the decision you are making, whether that's in the moment that you made it to what is happening today to then what is going to happen going forward. And I think this is actually more the conversation that we should be having because we know there is division happening. We know there's things like segregation. We know that, you know, we've had, you know, over the last couple of years, we've seen so much with the conversation around the racial tension. You know, I've had conversations on the decision table around many of these topics around racial tension, around gender and identifying and how that has come into play within a society where there was in the past, in general, female, male. And how do we now 
do that within our culture that we're building out. There's so many different conversations. You know, I have a, a you know son that has special needs, and you know, one of the conversations that we had as a mom and a son is around what is it that you are wanting? What is it that you feel that you can be a part of? And where is it that it feels like in society for you that you don't really fit in and you'd really like to fit in or to be a part of, I should say? And I think that these are the conversations that are quite difficult to have within structures that don't give us the ability for it. So if we go back to what Brian was talking about, which is bringing religious values, and I actually really love, you know, one more than the other, more than all of the others, I should say, not that more than the other, and that is love. I think that one of the things that division brings is hate, is hurt, is pain. And one of the things that I love when we are connected, we are collaborating, when we are in partnership with one another, that there is a love, there is a trust, there is a value. I value what you bring, you value what I bring. There's a There's transparency and all of those values, those ethical decisions that each one of us can make in the way that we build out our business, our company, our organization, those are the pieces that are removed and taken away from in the things that we're building out. If we don't understand that love is not just a feeling, but it is an action, it is a way of. And I think that that is some of the beautiful things that we can learn within some of the religious uh, thinking and bringing to the table. Here's the thing, and I will always go back to this, but for me, human intelligence is a place, and I talk about exercising the muscle of human intelligence, and I'm going to keep bringing this up in different flavors throughout these podcasts because it is not something that I ever hear people talking about, but I think that it is so extremely important for all of us to begin to understand. And the more we understand it, the better we are able to make smart decisions and add value to the conversation that will then, those conversations can change culture if we let them. And so if I think about the intelligences, the intelligences, the human intelligence is the data that we bring in and we gather from many different aspects in our life. And if we take the intelligences and it's the data that we take in from all of the things in our lives, whether it's physical, whether it's environmental, whether it's social, whether it's, uh, you know, emotionally, all of those things are really important in what we are taking in. And then we add to that, so we've got all these intelligences and I'm going to actually give you 
the the seven sort of for me the seven intelligences that is so important i think for you to be able to actually know how to work on them exercise them and build on it and be able to add even more value and be more effective in what you do so stay with me okay i just want to teach you some bigger thinking before we come back to some really actionable thinking and then how you can put that into play in how you're building what you're doing. Okay, so intelligences, human intelligence is the data that you're gathering that comes into you. And then on top of it is we've got to then be able to go, okay, we've got this data that's coming in. What are we doing with that data? And what does that data look like? And so that's where these seven sort of different intelligences that make up the whole help you to build that out. So think of it again. The old way was that we build out a model. We build out, we look at ourselves as, oh, I'm just working on my personal development right now. Oh, no, this is professional. Oh, no, this is me as a mom me as a father, me as a soccer coach, me as a politician, whatever it is, right? We have individualized those things. In the new, I believe that we are building out what I call a smart, scalable, sustainable growth ecosystem and this ecosystem is made up of all these different intelligences stay with me I know it's tough human intelligence or the intelligences is the data that we bring in then we've got to know how to do the and work with that and if we think of it through the lens of we're building this ecosystem out. In other words, an ecosystem is that I'm not just me as an individual. I'm me with these many different facets. And if I go down to the, the intelligences and we go, what are they? I believe on the velocity, by the way, this is the velocity Uh, pathway okay culture pathway that the lenses in which you build out this human intelligence is this it's accelerate impact it's immediate intelligence it's effective intelligence it's acceleration intelligence it's powerhouse intelligence and it's sustainable intelligence and it's human intelligence so it's actually six dude see this is even hard for me and I'm sorry for anyone that I when I went dude in our house dude means male female anyone that it's like mate or in New Zealand you'd say bro so no insult or lacking or missing out on anyone there meant at all. And uh, it was that moment that you just got me because this is what this podcast is about, that it's I haven't made all this up for you so that you're just getting 
pieces of it. I'm thinking about this as I'm, you know, having this conversation with you so that I'm not leaving pieces out. I'm not, I'm saying it in a way that hopefully you can grasp some of the thinking and the learning behind it. So just to be clear, there are six intelligences that we're going to talk about. And these help to make up your ecosystem. So immediate intelligence, effective intelligence, acceleration intelligence, powerhouse intelligence, sustainable intelligence, and then the bird's eye view, which is human intelligence. That's what it makes. All these are pieces of those, but they all have effortless flow. What does this even mean? I can see some eyebrows going up. I know, I've got like these amazing powers that I can see through audio to where you are and what you're doing. And you're almost going, what is she talking about? I think I should turn this off. Please don't turn this off. Please stick with me on this. Because the only way we're going to start doing new things and learning new things is maybe if it sounds a little difficult. Maybe if it sounds like it's something crazy or so foreign to your thinking. And I hope that that this podcast actually does this for you that even if you can't handle listening to it all at once just keep coming back to it I have podcasts that I do that too I'll go okay I've got enough from that for this moment and then when I'm ready for the next piece I'll come back for more so do whatever it is but I do ask that you stick with this and you listen to this until the end and you will understand it in a way better way as we continue to talk about it. All right. So if I think of the immediate intelligence and and let's go down into a deeper way. So remember that if we are working as an ecosystem, then we've got to be able to work on our pathway. We've got to be able to figure out how to do this better. And I think let's actually go back to, because I think it'll make it easier for you to understand. I think there's three pathways in which we can wander down when we're making decisions, when we're growing or not growing. And you know that growth is just so important for me because it gives you the ability or capacity to be able to access and have resources or tools to be able to do what you're meant to be doing and to be able to add your value to the table. And that for me is the most important thing. If we can help grow your access to resources, tools, assets, whatever it is, then I know that you're going to bring more value to the table. So the three pathways are what I call the void, the valid, and the velocity pathway. So there's three of them, right? And... You know, the void pathway means that if we were building out an ecosystem, we would be building one that has intuitive isolation, emotional isolation, artificial isolation, and physical isolation, and social isolation. In other words, isolation is hugely infecting or affecting how you are trusting in your intuitive 
emotional, how you're feeling, doing, being, artificial, what you're relying on, the pieces that you're getting to help you, support you or not in this case, Uh, the physical isolation, that there are things that you are dealing with that, you know, in your physical, maybe in your body, maybe in your environment, maybe in how you work through your day and in the social. What is the environment doing for you, not doing, and how does that look? That social isolation. One of the things that I learned when I was traveling across the world as a nomadic CEO was and, and it was something I saw in, in, and it didn't matter who you were, didn't matter of what gender you identified with. And it certainly didn't matter in which culture you were a part of. And interesting enough, it didn't matter what it was that you were building out on. I saw this and I actually began to write around this and then the pandemic hit and that was isolation. And I saw it happening and it was pulling apart. Going back to that division, going back to segregation, it was the isolation that when people disagreed, instead of having a conversation around it, what tended to happen was you saw people remove themselves from that conversation. And then Then there was even stronger things of, well, I'm not coping with even being a part of this. And so where there was a minority, those minorities were turning into more minorities that became even more minority. And then what happened? Instead of coming together and bringing those distinctions to the table, what happened that I saw was that actually it got more and more divided. So that gap was widening between problem and solution rather than becoming more narrow and actually bringing or even attempting or seeing any change that could be part of that solution. All right, so that's what I saw. Intuitive, emotional, artificial, physical, and social isolation as the smarts that people were bringing to the table. And who knows that when you bring social isolation to a table, you're not going to be adding value. That is not going to be beneficial for a great outcome at the decision table. And because of that, Instead of, you know, the solution being brought to the table, like I said before, the problem just becomes worse. The division is added in a much greater level and the segregation and the pain and the hurt and the yuckiness, because that's what it is is just disgusting and it's heartbreaking seeing some of those tables happening right now that are not helping to bring the change that all of us need. You see, when we have change, let's have a little conversation around that. Why am I so strong on change? Why do I want to see change in culture? Why do I talk about change in culture? And and it's not just because of the social thing. It's because when you've got change in culture from the old to the new, We've got possibility for healthy 
children to grow up in an environment that is going to be building out systems, schools, education, health systems, political spaces that are going to bring, you know, those are just a few that are going to bring a healthy environment for generations to come. That's why change is so important. And if there's not a change, then we continue to do it the same way. And these problems that we're seeing just get bigger, fester, and with that, like I said earlier on in this conversation, when you make a decision, what is interesting is We are often not thinking about the consequence of that decision and then not just the consequence for you, but your sphere of influence and then the greater of what that consequence has on the environment you're a part of and then the wider environment as well. Okay, so that's the void culture pathway. The valid culture pathway now, this is a whole different ball game, And it's what most of us in some ways, no, I, I'm purely assuming most of us. It's what a lot of those things that we can see across the world. You know, there's a little bit of intuitive intelligence. I get it. Some would say, and when I mean intuitive, it is funny because anyone that knows me goes, oh, you're doing like the woo-woo kind of moment. And I'm actually not. Intuitive is when we can think and are using how we think to then make decisions and we can actually rely on that. So, there, you know, if I look across the globe and and look amongst a lot of the leaders in which I've worked with, been involved in, and just really humans, there's some that can think for themselves. There's a lot, come on, let's get real, that are not thinking for themselves. And I think that there's an intuitive intelligence that has often been built right now on what others have thought you will need, we will need. And I don't know that that is smart. I think it's intuitive intelligence to a point, but I think there's another pathway that is going to be even more beneficial And so for me, that moves into the velocity pathway. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay. I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, 
The next growth incubator cycle three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. But let's keep going with the the valid one. So if we go on with that, there's the intuitive intelligence, there's the emotional intelligence, and yes, we have definitely got a lot of I mean you can google anything and become a little bit more intelligent and relatable and understand other people in fact you can learn some models that will really help you to sort of you know change the way you're thinking feeling to be a better human yep I get it but I actually think there's other ways in which we can take that to the new level so that's the valid one. There's artificial intelligence. By the way, I'm not scared of artificial intelligence. I think it has a place in life. I think that we need to know how to not just rely on others to make that decision and give you the piece of information that might help and support you to do what you need to do right now. And that's kind of artificial intelligence. There's a lot. I'm so grateful in the medical field for the artificial intelligence access that I've had because it has meant that in my case with my son that I have had the ability to help support some of the things that I know he would not be with us today if he hadn't have had access to that. Uh, But I still think there's another pathway even with that. There's physical intelligence. You know, we, we've got a lot of things that help us support our, learn, you know, there's blood tests that you can just get the basics. And there's blood tests that help give you a lot of data to then actually be able to make better decisions in how you eat, in how you exercise, how much sleep you need, how breathing might have a different way might have a different impact in the way that you function. There's a lot of physical intelligence as well. Same with social intelligence. You know, we have a lot better understanding these days with our environments and how that has an impact on our thinking and who we do life with. But I still think there's a better pathway all of us can do. And that is when you are able, by the way, to access all of your human intelligences, exercise them, and then use them in this way that gives you what I call the velocity pathway. So we've talked about the void culture pathway. We've talked about the valid culture pathway. And so let's talk about now the velocity culture pathway. And so for me, it's the void is intuitive isolation, intuitive 
intelligence is the valid, and then the velocity is actually the immediate intelligence. That means that immediately, yep, just like that, you can have confidence, certainty in your decisions you are making. And I think that's different to, yes, I intuitively think that this could be, maybe, possibly be, to going, I know that this is the way to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do because you trust your decision DNA. Now, I'm not going to talk about this in a big, deep ways beyond what we're talking about because I am literally introducing to you what could be a very different way of thinking. Now, if you've been involved in my world, you know I talk about this a lot, all these different things. And so you've probably got a deeper understanding to some of these concepts. But hopefully, it's bringing it together how they work in a way that helps us to build out and be able to exercise our muscle of human intelligence, which, by the way, is what all of this is based on, right? Global human intelligence. There you go. That's just thinking for you. <laughs> okay, let's get back to it. Okay, so the void path culture pathway was emotional isolation and the valid was emotional intelligence, which we often hear about. It's great. But I think the velocity culture pathway is effective intelligence. So it's going, what if we could understand our emotional intelligence and then be effective with it? I think it's the next step. I think that it's going, we don't need to just know about these things. We actually have to have it in play, working in our lives, being effective in the way that we run our companies, our organizations, our ecosystem, the way we have effortless flow in it. And and then knowing how to function effectively in a way that is going to add value to the table. I know I always go back to adding value at the table, but it's so important. And that's always what I talk about with humanity as stakeholders is when we can add value at the table, not take away from. So when we are being effective, we are not just existing. We are not just doing it because of the past, because of the present, but we are looking at the future as well. And we are going, what is going to be effective in the decisions we make today that are taking in consideration the past, are thinking about where we are at the present, but are going to be also adding value as we continue to move forward. Effective intelligence. The third one is, well, on the void was artificial isolation. On the valid was artificial intelligence, which we know there's been amazing things, by the way, that is added to the table, but also taken away from, just just putting that in there. And then on the velocity culture pathway, we believe that acceleration intelligence, acceleration, in other words, we can increase whether it's economic growth, whether it's physical whether it's 
your intuitive, whether it's your emotional, whether it's all those things, the spiritual of where you're heading, your purpose, your mission in life, whatever that looks like, right? That we know that that is going to be helping you to increase the output in which you can bring. So imagine if we go back to the human intelligence, what the data is that goes in, what you're doing with that, what if that output of that human intelligence, you could actually increase your growth, goes back to what I said earlier, when we know that when we've got growth, that we have more access, more resources, and we are able to bring more impact at the table, more value. Okay, sticking with me? Have you got it? Are you breathing? Okay, we're almost there. We really are. I love these things and I get excited about talking about this because I see it in culture. I see it in the clients that I have. I see people who have worked at physical isolation and moved their pathway up into physical intelligence. So they get the data they need to help support them. And then they know the output, how to actually do something with that data. And they've got to powerhouse intelligence. I know I've done that. And maybe I'll talk about that on one of our podcasts going forward as I break down maybe over the next little while about powerhouse intelligence. I think that there's a definitely when when I think about two examples, and I brought my son up a lot in this conversation today, but he is a major, major hero in my life. And the reason being is that he wasn't given a here's here's the great structure in which you now can have the great output he was given a brain that was half damaged speckles all on the other side of it and he has had to work hard to figure out how to keep moving his body forward and really action into powerhouse intelligences. So he had to learn in the medical. We had to get support for him. We had to get the right things, you know, an example being he had 10 injections every three months in each leg to of Botox. And many of you will use Botox for other reasons, no judgment. It is a botulum, a, a form of poison that in the bloodstream is extremely dangerous and we made choices for him to to get that botulum in each leg every three months to hopefully give him the ability to be able to get up on his legs it wasn't an overnight thing we had to use a lot of different pieces of intelligence in the physical space to be able to you know utilize that at, at its most effectiveness But what is amazing is when it kicks in and you are able to use that physical intelligence to then become a powerhouse intelligence. And these days, it is amazing to see him get up on his legs, move around, navigate 
through tough obstacles that, you know, a chair might be in the way, things like that. He still finds long distance very difficult and so still uses a wheelchair in, in, in that case. But that's for other reasons. And it gives him a support to be able to do some of the things that he does when he's not in the wheelchair. And I think that this is what's so important that when we are using things like this, putting things like this in place, we are accessing things that give us the opportunity to be able to make smarter decisions, use that to be able to put in place for us to use our body in a different way as well. And that's where it's powerhouse intelligences are something that is in the velocity culture pattern and not in your normal just valid culture pattern. So there's almost like magic powers in some ways in which you can then take those and build it out. So the next one is sustainable intelligence. And this is something that is, again, if we look at the past, the present and the future, This is more the future. This is about things that are long-term, things that are going to help us and add value in the longer space of time, not just in the immediate fix or the quick fix. And so the sustainable intelligence on the velocity pathway is a just an amazing... uh, I, I love, and I, and I think this is where I stop in a moment because I love to think future. I love to think, you know, if we weren't living in the world that we are now with the problems that we're seeing and there was a better world, what are some of those, uh, you know, solutions that we could bring to that table? How could they look like and what could that look like? And I think that is so important. All right, so we have learned that in the velocity pathway, there is immediate intelligence, there's effective intelligence, there's acceleration intelligence, there's powerhouse intelligence, there's sustainable intelligence. And if we all join all of those things together and make that out as an ecosystem that we are working on all of those pieces, then I believe we've got the final one, which is the human intelligence. That makes up the whole ecosystem. It's kind of like that piece in the middle that is the big vision, the big core of And if we can exercise all of those different areas and we can continue to uh, bring strength to those areas and do them uh, in better ways, more effective ways, then we are going to have more value to add to the table. Okay, so this has been a really intense conversation for probably you and you've done well to get to this point. So how do you put that in place? How do you put all this in place? One of the things that I look at is if I'm making decisions at the table in the immediate intelligence, what's a decision I can make today that is maybe going to be an easier one and help me build that out? One of the things that I used to find really difficult, and I've talked about this before, was failure. Failure was hard for me. And so one of the areas I knew that if I was to be more effective in my immediate intelligence, I needed to figure out how can I learn that failure is something that is part of life 
but work with it, not against it. And so I needed to embrace it. And what I learned was, and now part of my decision DNA is that I actually know that it's part of the learning curve and I'm looking when I feel like I failed on something, I'm looking for the learning. I'm looking at what do I need to work on better so that I can now use the information I've got from what I've just gone through and take that into my next. That's just one little piece that I've done. Effective. I'm always looking for the productivity hacks, the growth hacks, the the hacks that Give me back my time. Give me back more freedom in my schedule. Give me that ability to kind of speed things up. So I'm always looking for those things. We'll talk about all of these in much bigger depth as time goes on. But I'm just giving you the overview. I'm giving you an idea of how to start looking at it, what that could look like for you by using me as an example. Okay, acceleration intelligence. One of the things that when I ended up in the wheelchair and I lost the the ability for my body to talk to my brain and then my brain to talk back to my body. And so one of the things I'm doing right now is actually learning boxing. And the reason being is that the body has to kick in with the brain naturally and the brain kick back in with the body. And so if I figure, if I can master that, then I can can accelerate the output of what I can do in my thinking, in my physical, in my just everything about me. And so that's one thing I'm working on in that area. Okay, powerhouse intelligence. You know, one of the things that I think is interesting is, again, with the physical, because it, it's it brings, movement brings in a lot of our intelligences or lack of. When you have no energy, when you have that moment where you're struggling to to get up and get on with things, that is going to put back everything in your ecosystem. It's, it's going to bring a block in there. It's going to mean that you're not going to be able to do what you need to do and bring to the table you the best you and so in performance. And so for me, figuring out what it is that food does for me, exercise does for me, how much sleep I need, uh, all those things are really important to me being a powerhouse and bringing my best to the table. I'm not sure what that would look like for you, but I'm sure you could come up with something. Okay, sustainable intelligence. I, for me, this is a lot of learning. This is a lot of, so this year I actually studied with Harvard Business, the global business and got my certification in that. Why did I do that? Did I need to do that? No, I didn't need to do it. I chose to do it because I wanted to know how institutional thinking, which is something that is in many of your eyes, ears, whatever, would think is an amazing institution, how they think, what they're looking at as global business going forward and the future of it and where they're thinking the society is with economic growth. And I wanted to know that I could have that conversation. I wanted to know that I could add value to that conversation. I wanted to know that I was aligned with what is needed out there versus what I am bringing in my work as well. So that's to me was something I'm working on in my 
my social intelligence to then become sustainable intelligence. And I want to make sure that what we're building out and everything we do in Decision Velocity Global is going to be sustainable. And not just for me, not just for team, not just for those that come in our doorways, but for those in generations to come. So there you go. I've just worked through the whole sort of velocity culture pathway and a few little things that I've done in those areas and keep doing, by the way, until it becomes my decision DNA. In other words, things that I naturally make decisions, I do, I live in. What could that be like for you? If you were, you know, going to set a goal in your immediate intelligence, what would that be? Effective intelligence. What would that be? Acceleration intelligence. What would that be? Powerhouse intelligence, sustainable intelligence. What could that look like for you? And if you thought of that as an ecosystem and that was the data you're putting in and and you were exercising your human intelligence, what would that look like? How would that benefit what you're doing and who you are as a leader and then what you bring to the table? Look, there are so many layers to who we are. Brian brought that up in his conversation around the personal and professional. And, you know, when he said, you bought this, and then I, I can't remember what it was about, but he goes, and he goes, I think in this layer here. And I go, and here's the thing, even when he added his value to it, there were other layers. There are so many layers to who we are. And we have often... And society only looked at the top layer of anything, whether it's what the next outcome is at the table, whether it's the results you're bringing, whether it's things that have happened, we tend to look at just one view of it. We need to look at much greater bird's eye view as, like I said, as an ecosystem and look at all the variables that are brought to the table that make up the pathway going forward. All right, so... I think that, you know, my biggest learning from what Brian said was that we need to continue to learn from one another. I hope that when you listen to Brian's conversation, you had an openness to learn from what he was saying, what he was adding to the table. And I think, you know, hopefully what I've had a conversation with you today around has given you the opportunity to have an openness, a space to, a listening to, a thinking around, any of those things to maybe something a little bit different. And most importantly, if I can bring it back, we are literally at the time of this recording entering into, for me, a really important time of the year of just realizing that family are really important that we have a lot to give and let's open that 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 up in this season and for me uh you know a part of my ecosystem is my belief system and my value system and why ethical decisions are so important is because i believe that i was here not just for me but i was given the opportunity to be here because I have a purpose and you know for anyone that knows me you know I'm a God-fearing human being and so this time of the year is really an important time because I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't have built a relationship 
with a heavenly father who then, you know, gave his son. And I know many of you have different thinkings and this is probably not one of your thinkings. And maybe if it is, I think we need to be able to realize that, you know, if I talk about powerhouse intelligences, it's my secret source is the fact that I am powered from above. And I hope during this season, when you have the opportunity often to spend time with loved ones, to take time away from what is building out your professional part of who you are, to rebuild, refuel, and just think about the decisions you're making, how that's impacting not just you, but others and let's finish this year really strong and start thinking what are the decisions you're going to make what is the value you're going to add to the table and here's the other thing how are you going to share the love the love you have for another human being for other human beings and the love that you can add value for the generations to come. All right, that's a bit touchy-feely for me. I know, that's kind of a joke for anyone that knows me because they go, wow, that was really touchy-feely. I love the human race. It is why I've become so obsessed with patterns, with disrupting patterns, and with then replacing those patterns for us to then make every decision knowing we are adding value to the human race huge love and i can't wait till the next podcast amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode make sure you subscribe leave awesome ratings and reviews our hope is that this product creates a new awareness activates ownership to what is next and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards if you want to further your journey with us join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.